Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today I am absolutely delighted to introduce to all of you and to Jenny, my dear friend, Bobby Howard, whom I met in an online group for homeschoolers way back in 2009. By that time, Bobby was already a grandma whose children were homeschooling their children, and Bobby had joined the group as a Titus II woman called to encourage the young moms who were there and encourage us, she did. And even when that site folded, Bobby kept in touch with many of us and she and I chat regularly to this day. And now you all get the opportunity to hear from her as well. Welcome, Bobby. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We are pleased that you are here, Bobby. Now, at this point, you are actually a great grandma. Yes. And we'll get to that eventually, but start out by telling us a bit about your life prior to becoming a mom, a wife, and a mom. Oh, that question is such a good question because my life was on the beach in the 60s and the 70s, and I was very high most of it, and I don't remember a lot of it, Um, but... God always had a hand on me somewhere. Yeah. I, I have this um, family tree that comes from the Mayflower. Oh. And um, my family branch is the pastoral branch. Mm. But my family was so far from God mm. that someone in my family far removed had prayed for me. Oh. Because God wasn't near any decision I was making as a teenager. And I was probably every mother's nightmare. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Really? From, from the sex, from the drugs, from the abortion, um, mm. from all the things that make life hard in high school. Yeah. Uh, be, before God, it was a totally different story. But I was also still a teenager when Mike and I got married. Mm. I did not finish high school, which is really important to homeschool moms to know. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the mom that finished high school, got the teacher's degree, and now you are qualified to teach your children. Amen. Yes, (laughs) that is so true. I was the 16-year-old that quit school, that um, met Mike. Three days later, we decided we needed to get married. Uh, we were underage. We had to go to court to get permission from a judge to get married, plus have our parents sign on. Wow. And somehow in two months, we accomplished that. <laughs> that's why that's why you were not faced when I told you that my younger daughter, Abby, eloped. Yeah. You like, oh, whatever. Exactly why. <laughs> when I heard about Abby, I said, I understand her. <laughs> yeah. So what happened that you um, 
I mean, well, it was a, the guy's call, but was Mike a believer or how did well, that all come well, about? Um, Mike went into the Air Force hmm. and that put us on track to probably intersect with every cult on the planet. Mm. And so for the first, probably the first two years, um, I was searching and I was searching hard because I was lonely. Mm. You know, mm. you pick up your, your wife, you move her to the middle of nowhere yeah. and you leave and go to the missile field. Yeah. And she is there answering the doors to everyone who knocks. Oh, gosh. And they would come in. And I literally watched every film presentation. <laughs> like, I just want company. I don't care what you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that they had. And I thought, well, maybe we are from aliens. Maybe this, maybe that. <laughs> but I had this VBS Sunday school upbringing that kept pulling me away. Mm. So don't ever think that's not enough. Mm. Yeah, because I kept saying, no, I just can't. But what God used and God will use anything in your life (laughs) to draw you to him was every single cult, every single one would tell me at the end of their presentation that my children were illegitimate because we were not married in their church. And this mama was really proud that she didn't get married pregnant Mm. and that all of her children were, were legitimate. Right. So God used my pride to keep me safe until he moved us to Italy. Mm. And then he put me in the backyard of a brand new born again, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And she just happened to be the only one that spoke English. Just happened to be right. Just happened to be. Yeah. And so she would come around the corner and I would put my hands over my face and I would say, (laughs) Oh God, here she comes again. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know, that's a prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You may not believe it, but it is. Mm. And so she saved me. You know, she brought me Jesus. Mm. And um, living there made me want to be this mom that stayed with my children and did these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'd always wanted to be a mom. That was like my life goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Our, my my baby girl at five years old would have had to get on a bus and go two hours to the to a different military base to go to school. Mm. Oh my gosh! For kindergarten. Wow. And then come home two hours later on the uh-uh. bus. And so we decided to get restationed back in the states because I wasn't going to do that to her. Right. Um. She had already tried going to the Italian Azilo preschool Mm -hmm. and it upset her so much. She was throwing up in the middle of the night. Mm. I knew this wasn't going to be something we were going to do. Yeah. Well, she did go to school and she went to school through kindergarten to fourth grade. Okay. Matthew went to school from kindergarten to second grade. We were living in Washington, D.C. They went to school in Georgetown to a very elite school. Mm. 
and our life was a disaster. Mm. Um, school was a disaster. I was I was the quintessential homeschool mom. I was in every class, doing every party, doing everything. Yeah. And yet Heather would come home crying every day. Mm. And Matthew, who's in the second grade, I sent him to kindergarten knowing how to do everything except his measurements, how to tell time and the difference in money. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now he couldn't do measurements because we lived in Italy. Everything was kilos. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know money because everything was lira. Right. (laughs) All right. By the time I took him out after the second grade, those were the three things on his assessment test. He still did not know. So they didn't teach him anything. They hadn't taught him anything. Including how to read. Wow. And Heather Lee got an assignment in March. I want you to tell me a story. Okay. It has to be true. It has to be someone you know. Mm. And she wrote about Jesus's resurrection. And it was something she knew. Yeah. And it was someone she knew. And she got sent to the principal's office. Oh my gosh. And their, their determination was she thought about Jesus too much. And she needed to go see the psychiatrist every week. Oh, my goodness. And my husband, who was then a brand new Christian. Okay. um, Said, okay, let her go. And so we prayed every time she had to go to the psychiatrist. And every time she showed up, the psychiatrist said, I can't meet with you today. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. It was. It was <laughs> Literally every time I have another meeting, I can't meet with you every mm. single time. Wow. And then there was the incident. And this is what pushed us over the edge. Yeah. Is Matthew's classroom, because again, elite school, they would go into D.C. to the art exhibits, to the art museums, to the thing mm-hmm. on field trips. Well, they took the second grade class on this field trip and the bus driver didn't pick them up. Mm. So they were in D.C. with just a couple of adults. And eventually they got picked up by parents and brought back to the school. Now, that's enough to make you say, oh, my gosh. Yes. What happened next was really, oh, my gosh. Heather Lee got off the bus. Now she's not allowed to show up at home without her brother. That's a rule. Yeah. And she comes into the house crying because Matthew isn't with her. Oh my gosh. And they wouldn't let her get off the bus to wait for him. And no one from the school has called me. And they have been on that bus for 45 minutes before they get to my house. Oh my gosh. And so now as the room parent, I'm calling parents saying, do you know your second grader isn't coming home? Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. And my husband, who is working at the Pentagon, now has to go to the school Mm. and pick up his son. Yeah. And he gets there and our son isn't there. 
<gasps> wow. Where is Matthew? Yeah. Well, we sent him home with a parent from the base. Who has my child? Right. I don't know. A parent from the base. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so Mike gets home before Matthew gets home. Oh, my gosh. And luckily, the parent is a parent I actually did know. Um, and Matthew doesn't get home till six o'clock. Mm. By now, I'm calling the superintendent of school, the principal, and everyone else. And they send Heather's second grade teacher to take me out to dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to fix it. Let, let's go out to dinner. So we literally stayed out until three in the morning. (laughs) And by the end of the conversation, she was telling me how important she thought it was Heather be in a private school. (laughs) Uh And that these would be better choices for us and all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Literally, let's just cover the whole incident. Wow. I called the superintendent of school and I was told I couldn't talk to them. Mm. Because I had to have a referral from the principal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't tell, you know, get a referral because the principal was a problem. Right. <laughs> and it just anyway, it was crazy. And I was crying and Heather was crying and Matthew was crying. And I was heading up stairs and Mike said, well, why don't you just teach him at home? <laughs> why don't you just do it yourself? Good. Yep. And literally, I said, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, God sends me the answer from a girlfriend who says, oh, my Bible study teacher does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she gives me, uh, she gives my phone number to that person who calls me, who does never tell me her name mm. because we are living in states, her and I, where homeschooling wasn't allowed. Yeah. Uh, what year was this, Bobby? This was 1984. Okay. So it was just starting to become legalized, but not it, where it, you were. It was just starting, but not in Maryland and yeah. not in Washington, D.C. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was calling me from Maryland mm-hmm. and she gave me, um, oh, she gave me Christian Liberty Academy and she gave me Rod and Staff and she gave me one other publisher. Oh, Abeka. Okay. Yeah. Those are the information she gave me and she wouldn't give me any more than that. Wow. And so, um, you know, Mike being on board with the idea. Yep. yep. That's the most important thing, isn't it? Said, well, he brought it up. Yep. And obviously I had to wait till he became a Christian because he was really a brand new Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden here we are. And I have a friend on the base who says, oh, I have a neighbor who does that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Mormon, but she'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and she is a teacher and she's teaching her kids at home. So I went and I visited with her. And at the end of the school year, I walked into the office and I said, Mike is going to be getting orders and um, I really need to pick up the kids records. <laughs> And they gave them to me. (laughs) And two years later, we got (laughs) Lord. 
Well, you had orders. It just wasn't orders from the government, right? Yeah. yeah. So we did get orders eventually. (laughs) But for two years, we sat on the base with our drapes closed every day. Mm. Homeschooling the kids. Wow. Wow. So how did that go? <laughs> were you, were you just trapped on the inside or, you know, how, I mean, really? Yeah. And, and how we the were, kids? I mean, did you tell yeah. the kids just not to tell anybody right. or how did like, that how go? Did, um, we, we didn't tell anyone un, unless God prompted us to. Yeah. Right. And we waited for the prompting. It was like, they had to ask a couple of questions first mm-hmm. before we would say, Oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Yeah. They had answers. Where do you go to school? In Washington, D.C. Is it a public school? No, it's private. (laughs) Truth, the half truth, right? So, you know, still answering the questions. Yeah. Well, where is it at? Yeah. By the time we got to that question, it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're homeschooling the children. Sure. Yeah. You know. My mom is my teacher and I really love it. You know, yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was an intense time of really just growing closer to each other. Yeah. And growing closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then watching it pop out, you know. Yeah. Because um the the teaching home magazine just started. Oh yes. And um Oh, Mary Pride just wrote her book. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond Moore just wrote his. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, the one that touched me the most was by Greg Harris. Mm. And it was the Christian homeschool. Mm-hmm. And I read that and he had a chapter in it about entrepreneurial stuff. Huh. Yeah. And it said, just believe in yourself kind of thing and go for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I wrote Greg Harris a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) And um, Mike had been the the secretary of our homeschool group because by now we were in New Hampshire Mm. and had a homeschool group. So it was legal there. It was it was quasi legal there. That's the first <laughs> time I ever had to call homeschool legal defense. Oh, okay. Well, that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here for it. Right? But um, but he was the secretary, and um, Scott Somerville was the president of our group, who would later become an attorney for homeschool legal defense, and. Uh, here, you know, we were there and I we wrote a newsletter and I decided I needed to put a column in it. Mm. And so my column was was called encouragement along the way. Uh-huh. Because I wanted us all to be encouraged. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. we had nobody encouraging yeah. us. Everybody said, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's against the law. Don't you know it's against mm. the law? Mm. And so I wrote Greg and I said, so my husband says, I have all these articles and it's a book. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to publish it? (laughs) Because you're being entrepreneurial, right? I mean, come on. (laughs) And so um, 
Greg wrote me back and he asked to see the articles and I mailed them off. And I was the first book he published that wasn't his own. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still out there. I looked it up. Encouragement along the way. It's on Amazon. I'm going to get it. (laughs) We'll put it in the link. We'll put it in the links. Yes, we will put that in the links. All right. So (laughs) um, it is out there only as like a Kindle file now. Mm -hmm. Because Greg did sell his publishing company mm-hmm. and that publisher did not do well with it. Mm. And instead of like giving me my books to mm. be able to sell myself, he threw them in the dump. Mm-hmm. So there are a few copies. Of I have one. You sent me one a few years ago and I'm so blessed to have that. But I mean, maybe people could find it on thrift books or you can something like it, that. You can find okay. it in thrift stores. And there's two versions because the first one um, that Greg published was um, a eight and a half by 11 size book hmm. that had um, a, a, by a plastic binder. So that you could literally turn it to the Bible verse and have it stand on your on your counter. Wow. To encourage you. So Wait, it was kind of a flip book. So good. Wow. So that was the first one. But yep. then we put it in in a, a regular um, printed book that allowed the parent to write their own story in it. Yeah. Wow. You know, to take my story and then add theirs. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's you such know. a neat book. Um, so, Bobby, you mentioned before only having a GED and that yeah. that shouldn't deter parents. Um, well, when did I you, started homeschooling, I didn't even have the GED. Oh, you didn't. So you had, you had dropped out. You didn't have that. Right. Um, so did you feel inadequate as you were doing this? I felt totally inadequate. You know, uh, one of one of the first chapters in the book is the total fear that gripped my heart. Uh, what do I think I'm doing? But every time I opened the Bible, every time there was a scripture that said, I, the Lord, will instruct you. I will show you. I will teach you. And I had to believe that he would. Um, I did get my GED about. The second year, while we were still in Washington, Mm D.C., there was a little bit of fear about them sending, you know, child protective services to come and get my children. Yeah. And I thought, well, at least if I have a GED, at least if I can show them this, Mm -hmm. they'll know I at least graduated. Yeah. So I went and I took the the, um, preliminary test to see what classes I needed to test take um the instructor looked at my test and said go take your test (laughs) (laughs) because everything I had taught the kids for the last two years Uh. was on the test (laughs) full circle (laughs) and so you are very capable so they're obviously adults now yep so Heatherly and Matthew are adults what are what Mm -hmm. did they do after they graduated from your homeschool well, Matthew went into the the United States Air Force. Um, uh, that again, that was a how do I prove that I graduated? Oh yes, um, experience. But he went into the Air Force. 
as a F-16 um, crew chief. Wow. And um, he actually got to crew chief for uh, Buzz Aldrin. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that was pretty awesome for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But he mostly served um, in Turkey, supporting the planes that were going into Bosnia at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And Heather Lee, um, she went to teen missions mm-hmm. and met her husband mm-hmm. and um, and fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they now pastor First Baptist Church here in, in Paradise and have done so, I think, about 15 years now. Okay. So you have just the two kids, right? So we have just the two children. Okay. Heather Lee is such a beautiful name. <laughs> just a gorgeous name. <laughs> how did you, how did you, how, where did she get her name from? Well, the Lee is for me. It's Bobby Lee. Um, I got it from my grandmother who was Josephine Lee. Um, and the Bobby was my mom's name. So yeah, there was a lot of Roberts. Anyway, so it was <laughs> Heather Lee. Ah, beautiful. And um, she, being a teenager, (laughs) decided to change her name from a noun to an adverb. (laughs) (laughs) A homeschooled one, nonetheless. Yes, a homeschooled one, nonetheless. (laughs) Oh, well, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And so she is now a grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, She had six children. Okay. And did she homeschool them? She homeschooled her children, uh-huh. not all of them. Hmm. Um, the youngest one went to the church school because daddy was the principal. Uh-huh. <laughs> so technically still homeschool. There were like six kids in the class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there was many people in her classes that were at home. Yeah. So the youngest one w- has basically gone to private school. Hmm. Um, and she feels the difference. Mm-hmm. There are moments where all of her siblings are talking about something they did that she didn't do. Oh, yeah. And so she does feel the difference. Um, but they um, they are all brilliant. They are incredibly artistic mm-hmm. and incredibly musical. And they mm-hmm. get that from their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Tirza. Malachi, Zamira, and Jaden are, well, Tirza is an alumni now, but are all going to Moody Bible Institute. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, Tirza's graduated and now married, um, but, and Zamira will graduate next year. And about six months later, Malachi will graduate and Jaden just started. Mm-hmm. By the time Jaden is halfway through, Talia will be starting also there. <laughs> um, I have I have a question for you. So uh, oftentimes when parents choose to homeschool. Um, and especially if they didn't, if their children. So let's say for me, when I chose to homeschool my children, I am certain my dad said, <laughs> um, 
you didn't do the best in school, girl. How's this going to work out? And he didn't say that at all. But I, he was like, oh, that's interesting because I, like you, was there mm-hmm. for the good time. Let's just yeah. say that. Okay. But um, so some, and my mom and dad were very supportive, mm-hmm. but not all grandparents are supportive. Mm-hmm. And especially if their children kind of led a wilder life, maybe. Right. right. And, yeah. and so what advice do you have for, for those parents? For those grandparents, oh. I'm sorry, the parents of maybe the wild children. How does that, okay. you know, what can we? Um, well, the first thing, you, like you said, your parents were supported. Yeah. No matter where you are, they are their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They belong to them. They're not your children. They are your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And you do what you can to support them, to encourage them. Um. My parents weren't supportive either. <laughs> mm. um, my father didn't know I homeschooled our children uh, till they were in high school. Mm. Really? <laughs> wow. Didn't well, you know. weren't living near them, right? Yeah. And so no, we just... <laughs> weren't living near them. So he didn't know. No reason to tell him. How are they doing <laughs> in school? Really great. <laughs> <laughs> Straight A's. Yeah, and is that no you didn't problem. tell him because you knew he wouldn't be supportive? So why yeah. why start a fight? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he got on board when he realized, oh, they can come visit me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yes, at all times of the year, right? <laughs> anytime that I don't have to wait till summer. No, they could come anytime. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one for grandparents. Yes, it really is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, and that's how they help. Mm -hmm. All right. If you can say, you know, grandpa and I are going to go camping and we're going to go to Yellowstone. Can we take the kids with us? Mm. And give the parents a break. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, give the parents a break. Support them, right? Yeah. Plus, it's also United States geography, then, right? Exactly, and and education. they all learn, and they get their passports, yeah. and they go get the stamps, and you know. Well, yeah. I think that's just it too. Is just that whole. You know, it's just that fear, that indoctrination fear of, oh, they're they're not going to get everything. They might miss something, and look at what you did in school. But that's true. Right when they see that, listen, this is time that you get to spend as well, that you Mm -hmm. get to participate with your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And then eventually I feel like so many of them just, it's all about love and it's, it's about that support, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, most often they will have comparison grandchildren. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes a difference too. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the proof is in the pudding, right? If, if you exactly. can write out the early exactly. years. Exactly. Because these the are difference. polite and kind and orderly. And these are telling them, I don't want to hang around with you. Can I have my phone? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they see the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very much aware of it. You know, there, there are great gifts in homeschooling and getting to know your own children. And to actually know them, yeah, mm-hmm. know their character, yes. know their strengths, yes. know their desires and their dreams. Yeah, you know, our our Talia writes novels mm. for fun. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she now? Over time, she is sixteen. Wow. 
And I look forward to getting an email with the next chapter. Mm. And that encourages her. Yes. And that's how you do it. Yes, that's right. You know, um, that young parents are struggling to put food on the table. Yeah. So when it comes to curriculum, ask mm. them what you can buy for them. Yeah, that's good. Uh, they, they get the basics. But there are manipulatives and zoo passes and park passes and things that would so enhance their school. That's so true. And all of that, too. That is I know my mom and dad after the initial shock of it all. <laughs> no, they, my, my parents were so on board, but it was really that it was just that they delighted in it. And you can bet your bottom dollar we had the most art supplies at our house because every (laughs) present, right. This is how it is with grandmas and grandpas. It's all, you know, they get to do that. They get to be part of it. And so they didn't get to do that for you. Exactly. And then they see, wow, these children are set apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a good, such a good thing. Um, Bobby, do any of your grandchildren have children yet? Yes. Um, uh, Kezia has two boys that are three and almost two. <laughs> and, uh, Tirza has one that is almost two and one that is coming in August. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so the Kezias live close enough that I see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Tirza's live in Wisconsin of all places <laughs> right not too far from us right <laughs> no she went to Moody and fell in love with a Wisconsin boy what can I say oh <laughs> do they know if they're going to homeschool their children um, they are both homeschooling their children Good. Um, the ones that aren't married have also talked about homeschooling theirs good um, uh, once has a girlfriend and they're discussing private school probably because she's not a homeschool kid yeah and and isn't quite sold on it yet (laughs) yet yes (laughs) but um but yeah i get to see our our great-grandsons often until the last two months which Mm -hmm. changed our our direction a little bit but um, that's how I helped Kezia. Yeah. Kezia is amazing and she is talented and she is an indie yarn dyer. Mm. Oh. That's and cool. So she has her own business yeah. and oh works from home. Yeah. And once a week, the boys come to my house. Mm-hmm. And that gives her a dying day. And once a week, the boys go to Heatherly's house. Yes. And that gives her another dying day. <laughs> and um, so we help that way, you know. Yeah. And um, and I love having them all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, we paint and we color and we 
make things and we read story after story oh. after story. <laughs> we watch old Blippy, not really new Blippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um I and I love it. Yeah. And Tirza is far away. Mm-hmm. So Tirza gets books in the mail. Yeah. Right. Maybe uh, FaceTiming reading stories with great grandma. Yes. Yes. We FaceTime as often as possible. And um, we, uh, I just sent a a box of DVDs that I had Mm -hmm. that Esther Lee loves to read and watch. So she got them and called them books today. Tirza is a C.S. Lewis scholar. Oh, um, Tirza has a paper at um, Wheaton College in C.S. Lewis's museum. That uh, is wonderful. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this this homeschool kid. Yeah. Did a paper on Joy Joy Davidman. Ah, and that will probably be her master thesis. Oh my goodness. Um, but so her baby has a lot of books (laughs) and they would be baby pride and prejudice. And they would be (laughs) of course they will be, right? (laughs) Baby the Indian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Wow. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. So good. What other advice do you have for homeschooling parents today? Because things are a little different than when you were starting out. Stay politically aware. Mm. Be involved. That was the first thing that probably drew you and I together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is I was so thankful that your generation had someone politically active. Mm. We fought hard for your rights. Yes. When Matthew was seven, I was sitting in a state representative's office at 10 o'clock at night, telling her how bad Maryland needed to change their laws. Mm. All right. We needed to do those things. Yeah. You need to do those things. They still need to be done. Yes. Because it is not safe and it is not protected and they do care. Yes. And the other thing I would say is don't fall for government candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when the public schools realized that our grades were higher. Yeah. And they weren't getting our money, they panicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they decided socialization was the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they realized our kids were socializing because they weren't in school at home doing homework, they were outside playing. <laughs> um, they panicked again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So their solution to get the money back into their pockets was to set up public school at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they want your money and they're giving you money, Mm -hmm. but you're getting a pittance of what they're getting. Yeah. 
and they are not there to help you and they are not there to encourage you and they are not there to make your dreams come true. Mm. And the information you're they're giving you to give your children is not worth the paper it's written on. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that now, is, yes, this, yes, this whole school choice thing, you know, the money follows yes. the child. Yes. Uh, scary, scary, scary. <laughs> yeah. It's don't fall for that. Stay in control of your homeschool. Yeah. yeah. And make sure Jesus is ahead of it because it doesn't matter what you teach them. If they don't leave with, with Jesus in their hearts, then you failed. That's really good. Amen. Amen to that. You know, I don't care what you teach them. You can teach them how to read. If you don't give them Jesus, you haven't given them an education. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jesus created that child from that mother and that father with everything that child needs for life and education. Mm. He knit you together to knit them together. Mm. And you are qualified and you are able and everything you need is there and you see it in every family there is a parent that loves english and there's a parent that hates math (laughs) (laughs) that's right that is true you know but god has given you one and the other and somebody can step in and say oh but that's okay we can do it this way yes yeah and there are days where you cry and we all cry Mm-hmm. And we don't know what we're doing and we don't know how we're going to handle all these situations. But then there's the day when you're sitting at the kitchen table doing book work. And your daughter looks up at you and shares her heart mm-hmm. because it's breaking, you know, yeah. and aren't you glad she's sharing it with you and not a teacher? Yes. Yes. And you and not a friend down the street. Mm-hmm. And those moments are priceless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like those moments. Yeah. Amen. And you can't predict them. So you have to be there. Yes. Right. You, yeah. and they just happen. Yeah. One. Um, oh, gosh. Um, one moment was when Oprah was on my TV. <laughs> We'll yeah. forgive you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And she said something about being gay. And my 10 year old looked at me and said, I felt that way before. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, really? And we had this great conversation. Mm-hmm. I said, Well, tell me about those feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. And and she did. And it was like, well. You know, that's called admiration. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, our whole school system says that's called sex. Yes. Uh But it was literally admiration. Everything that she admired was opposite of her. Uh, Okay. From the darkness of the skin and the color of the hair to the athletic prowess. Yeah. Mm And if she had taken it to her fourth grade teacher mm-hmm. who happened to have been gay, she would have been told to experiment with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And that would have changed her whole history. Yes. And that's exactly it. That, that's where it is. And so 
everybody gets caught up on the academics and, you know, the yeah. textbooks and the curriculum and all these things. But what you just said right there, Bobby, um, about just it, it's so much more than academics. It's Otherwise, so you would miss. More. I mean, you, you never know what your children yeah, you when they need to talk, when they'll open up to you. The conditions, the environment needs to be safe mm-hmm. and just right and to be able yeah. to trust. And yeah, that's yeah, that's the part that matters most of yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, we are blessed. We are blessed to have you speak to all of our listeners. You have spoken such truth today and brought joy to my heart, Bobby, because I was <laughs> I telling you, I was, having just joy. A, I was having a rough joy and then I was having a rough day. <laughs> I prayed to the Lord, Lord, just fill me up with joy. And it was about 20 minutes later, I met Bobby. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, you have blessed me. And you have spoken exactly what I usually speak right at the end of this podcast. (laughs) So parents, we just want to encourage you and we'll do it as much as we have to, that you are the very best role model for your children. There's nobody better than you, even with all of your faults, even with all of your failures, there's nobody you have everything that it takes. You are equipped because God says, God said that you're equipped and we stand on that truth today. So when you go about the rest of your day, you're going to keep that in your heart. You're going to say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm equipped. Be blessed, friends. Mm-hmm.